So good morning, Hope. Thank you for worshiping in our online campus uh, together. If you're new to Hope, if you've just found us online, welcome. We're excited to have you. I'm Jeff Bills, lead pastor here at Hope Church, and uh, we are in the season of preparing for Thanksgiving, as you all know. And um, as, as we are in that season, I, I want to just take a moment to acknowledge some of the realities that we're all facing. You know, we saw it a little bit in the uh, videos that you saw just a few moments ago as families were sharing about what's typical for them at Thanksgiving. And for many of us, what's typical is getting together with large groups of family members or friends. That's certainly true of the Bills family. Uh, as Marilyn mentioned, you know, a small group for us is 13 or 14. Uh, we've had as many as 25. Uh, we've been hosting Thanksgiving at the Parsonage for 29 years. This year is going to be very different. There will be four of us. And I know for all of you, it's going to be that kind of thing, or at least most of you, uh, that kind of thing where you were used to getting together with, with uh, larger groups of family members, and now because of uh, the pandemic um, and its, it's uh, flaming <laughs> around the country that we're making different choices really for the sake of others. It's just one more loss, right? In a year that feels like a lot of losses. Graduations weren't the same things that uh, young people were expecting uh, their graduation to be. Weddings had to change, funerals had to change, vacations. Normal life as we've known it hasn't been the same since early this year. And I think we're all feeling it. We just celebrated uh, the 30-30-30 challenge for our 30th anniversary. This was not a planned thing uh, when we were planning our anniversary originally. This came out of a sense of the needs um, in our congregation, in our community, and beyond. And so to raise the goal of $90,000 to help people who are struggling in our congregation, to help people uh, in our community through our food pantry, and to help people around the state through um, those other camp uh, uh, ministries that we're supporting through that thing. Um, and we were hoping to raise 90. We announced last week we raised 114, which was amazing. More money came in last week, and we are now at $120,000 uh, for that campaign. So thank you for that. It was awesome. But it's also a recognition of how many people are hurting, that we all recognize that right here at Hope, as well as in our neighborhoods and throughout our state, that there are people who are hurting. The food pantry is a great example of that. Our food pantry, um, as we've been saying, we were serving back in February 50 families a month. We are now serving 80 to almost 90 families a week. So we're hitting uh, 250 to 275 and beyond a month, unique families that the food pantry is serving. That just speaks to a level of need and struggle that faith, uh, that, that people are going through. So here's the thing. You know, like, Jeff, I don't need any more, more bad news. You know, I, like, I get it. But here's the thing. 
faith isn't just about happy, clappy, you know, ain't it great to be a Christian. We don't have to deny the realities of life and how hard times can be in order to be a follower of Christ. One of the things, friends, I love about the Bible is how it's rooted in the realities of everyday life and its complexities and its hardships. Faith is like that. Psalms is a prime example of that. As you read through the book of Psalms, you'll see that there are psalms that are filled with complaint, psalms of lament, psalms where fears are being expressed, fear, fears and frustrations, frustrations with life, frustrations with God. All of that in the book of Psalms. It's not all just praise and songs. Psalm 42 is a prime example of this. Um, some of you are familiar with this, or at least the beginning of Psalm 42, where it says, As the deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you, O Lord. As you read through that psalm, it's a psalm of lament. The psalmist writes that my tears have become my food that I can't even eat because I'm weeping at the situations that are going on in my life right now. Non-believers all around me are mocking my faith, asking the question, where is your God? You know, you claim to be this person of faith. Where is your God now as you're struggling? He asked the question, why have you forgotten me? Why have you forgotten me? Have you ever felt that way? Ever wonder if God has forgotten you? All of that is part of the reality of life. And yet, and that's what I want to talk about in the time that we have this morning. I want to talk about yet. Life is full of disappointment. Life is full of hardships, loss, confusion. Yet? The word yet, one of the definitions of the word yet is, but at the same time. Yet means, but at the same time. Things are hard right now for all of us. Maybe at different levels, but for all of us, we're all experiencing hard times. Yet, Psalm 42 is a lament, laying out discouragement and so forth. But there's this yet that comes across. Psalm 42, 11 puts it this way. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will, here it is, yet, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The yet. Do you see the wisdom here? 
I'm acknowledging, the psalmist is acknowledging, we can acknowledge the realities of the difficulties of life. And at the same time, the yet is that we still find reasons to praise God. There's still reason to give God thanks and to give God praise. This is where we all are at some level right now. There's lots of reasons to be discouraged, lots of reasons to be frustrated perhaps. Things are not normal. The question is, for you this morning, what is your yet? What is your yet? For some, it might be something like this. Yeah, things are hard, yet it could be worse. Or maybe your yet sounds like this. Yeah, things are hard, yet there are people with bigger problems than me. Or, yeah, life is hard, but yet I got to just suck it up. There's a better way than this kind of stoicism that says, you know, yeah, but people have it worse or it could be worse because it might get worse. And at some point, you need a stronger yet. For David... His yet was, God is still God. God is my salvation. God is my refuge. God is with me and God is for me, even in these difficult times. Even in the times of yet. The Apostle Paul echoed this, I believe, um, in something that he wrote, and um, I want to highlight that uh, when Paul was, before, before we read it, um, Paul was in prison, and he was in prison for committing the crime of telling people about Jesus and inviting them into a faith. And so here he is sharing the good news, and as a result, the Roman government is uh, pressing down on him. The religious leaders that were once his friends and colleagues are opposing him and attacking him, both verbally and physically. And within the church itself that Paul is raising up, there are conflicts and struggles and so forth. And so here he is in the face of all of these problems, sitting in a prison cell. Paul has a yet. And here's what he wrote. It's from Philippians, the fourth chapter. It starts by saying this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with, wait for it, thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You see what Paul is saying there? That, yeah, life is hard, things are difficult, I'm in prison, right? But don't allow all of those things to become so overwhelming 
that you're filled with anxiety. They're all true. All of these things are true. Yet, go to God in prayer. And bring into that prayer thanksgiving. Godly wisdom says that problems aren't to be ignored. But they don't have to become our full focus. That we can pray and we can pray with great thanksgiving. Gratitude, friends, is a spiritual discipline. Just like prayer is a spiritual discipline, just like Bible study is a spiritual discipline, tithing, worship, all of these are spiritual disciplines. In the same way, gratitude is a spiritual discipline. It's the recognition of God in the midst. We can give God thanks in hard times, maybe especially in hard times. Because it's a recognition that says, God, I know that you're still active around me. I know you're still here. Even though the circumstances are hard, I have much to be grateful for. There's a value in this discipline. It's not just a discipline for the sake of doing it. There's a value. In verse 7, the Apostle Paul writes about the value of this discipline when he says, and the peace of God, when you do this, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When you spend time in prayer in the midst of difficult times and offer God thanksgiving, the result will be that your heart and your mind will not be damaged as you go through the hard time. Because that's what can happen when we face hard times and that becomes our full focus. There's no yet that's focused on God. It does damage to the ways that we think about things. It does damage to the way we feel about things and react to things. But when we bring our trials, our struggles to God in prayer and our exercising the spiritual gift of gratitude. Holy Spirit protects our minds and our hearts. And here's the value of that, uh, or, or here's kind of the practicality of that. So he doesn't just say do that. Then he gives some practical examples of what that would look like. In verse 8, he writes this. Finally, brothers and sisters... Whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything that is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. What's Paul saying here? He's saying, look, there are, even in the midst of difficult times, the spirit is still at work. There is a yet here. So he's telling us about how to exercise yet thinking, right? So in your difficulties, in your struggles, in your disappointments, that you fix your mind on things that are right, true, noble, beautiful, good, 
All of these things are still around. We just have to lift our eyes to be able to see them. And when we do this, friends, it makes a difference. You know, I talked about the food pantry, and, and uh, we are just seeing amazing things happen in that food pantry. So many people involved. Uh, uh, many of you who are watching right now, you're either um, a part of the food pantry ministry, or you are, um, well, you're part of it in some way. You're donating food, maybe you're donating money, maybe you're volunteering your time. And it's making a difference. We got, we're getting notes from folks who are receiving uh, food from our food pantry. And uh, so I asked if uh, our food pantry folks would share some of those with us. I just want to read this one uh, because it just captures it. It was an email that somebody sent and said this. Hi, I had to uh, write again just to say thank you so much. When I opened the trunk today, when I got home, I cried. The generous amount of food and baby items and everything you were able to help my family with was such a blessing. I felt like I could breathe for the first time in a while. I can't thank you and everyone who donated and help distribute enough. It means so much to me and my family. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Here's somebody who, in the midst of struggles, was able to see what God is doing in her life through you, through the ministry of this, of this church. You get to say, you know, even though things are hard right now, look what we're able to do. Look at the things that God is doing in us and through us. So in this season, friends, let me ask you, what is your yet? Is your yet that God is with you? That God is for you? That God is your refuge and your strength. And even though these may be difficult times, your yet is stronger than the difficult times. So in this season of Thanksgiving, I want to encourage you uh, to find ways to express gratitude to God and to others. I've been watching uh, on social media. There are a number of you who have been doing that daily. Um, and that's a neat thing to be able to do, to say out loud to, uh, to the world instead of voicing your complaints and your, uh, your frustrations and anger that you're expressing your gratitude. I think that's a wonderful thing. One of the things that was a tradition in my home for a number of years, Marilyn and I did this for a number of years, um, we kind of got away from this tradition, and uh, so I want to bring it back this Thanksgiving. We would go through the alphabet. You know, it's kind of corny, but, but uh, it was a great exercise, really. We'd go through the alphabet, and for each letter of the alphabet, we had to express something that we were grateful for. You know, so A, I'm grateful for the adventures that we've had this, this year so far. And we could talk about those adventures. B, babies. You know, we had a baby born into our extended family, a nephew of mine, and uh, his family uh, welcomed a new little girl. 
Um, and here in our Hope family, we've just seen a lot of new babies come along. And as you go through the alphabet and begin to express all of these things that you're grateful for, it just lifts your spirit. It reminds you that there's so much good that God is doing in our midst. So I want to encourage you this, uh, this morning and as you go through this week, even if your life is hard right now, your yet is your strength. Because your yet is the God of the universe. Your yet is Jesus Christ who came to bring salvation and new life to you and the hope and the promise of eternal life. And so while things are hard, yet we shall praise with thanksgiving the God who is with us. Have a great week.